Hey, everybody. Welcome to the unofficial Vegas podcast. I'm Seb with my co-host, Freddie, as always. We've got a special guest with us today. Freddie, why don't you bring him in? Yes, we do. We do. My brother from another mother. This guy, um, <laughs> this guy and I go back way, way back. Actually, Len, I think I think next year might be 20 years we've I been doing at least 20 years. our stuff really? together. Yeah, this is wow. yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we have on our show a very special guest. This is Len Testa. He is the founder of touringplans.com. He's also the co-author of the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World and a contributor to the unofficial guide to Las Vegas, along with myself. We've been working for years together, both at Touring Plans and writing and contributing to the unofficial guides. So he just had a Las Vegas trip. And although we have not talked at all about how his trip went, we're saving it all for the show right yep, now nice. for you fine people. We brought him in to have a chat about his latest trip. How you doing, Len? Ah, so good, Fred. How are you? Good, good. It's the one thing that <laughs> this podcast doesn't have yet, which is a host on the show who's actually been to Vegas since the podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And like I said, we, you and I have not talked about this trip at all, which was uh, no. the purpose of the trip was my daughter's 23rd birthday last weekend. So we haven't talked about that, but I did call you literally <laughs> the day that I got in. And what did you say? You, you said, Chantal, Chantal said I was going to call you as soon as I got it. Yep, that's right. I <laughs> and said, what did I say? I said, you got to come to Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there was no hi, hello. It's just, and I said too, I said, I was looking at the, at the clock because I knew what time you landed. Yeah. And I said to Chantal, he, I, you watch, my phone's going to ring any second here. And it's just, hello? Yeah, dude, you, you got to come to Vegas. You got to come to Vegas. It was, wait, all right, so let me give you some setup here, some planning. So okay. we, had, we had started planning this, um, this trip back in March, right before the COVID vaccine started to become widely available. So at that time, the rates for Vegas were incredibly low. Yeah. So we had managed to book, um, I, I like staying at Aria. You've been there, Fred, right? Yep. Seb, have yep. you been to Aria? Not. I haven't stayed there, but I've been there. Yes. So I like the Sky Suites there. And the reason, uh, the reason I like it is um, Sky Suites are a good value, right? They're relatively less expensive yeah. than other suites um, in the area. But it's, it's on the right side of the strip for me because I like Bellagio. Uh, you know, I yes. like Caesars. So it, and, it's, uh, and I like Vidara. So, you know, it's, it's sort of like central walking there. Um, so we got a fantastic deal on a one-bedroom Aria Sky Suite. And that was for my daughter. And her friend Natalie, uh, both of them 23, who were going. And then, um, so I flew in a day before. I was going to set up the room and everything, buy them their little miniature bottles of alcohol and, you know, <laughs> get flowers and everything, stock the bar for them and whatnot. Nice. And then I was going to stay at a standard room um, once they checked in. So that was the, uh, that was the plan. So I, um, but I was telling Fred, when I wanted to get airfare out there, airfare was the thing. Like we, I paid... I'm not going to admit, uh, it, we'll bleep this out because I don't want Aria to get in trouble for the rate. <laughs> no one's going to be able to do it. But Seb, I paid $160 a night. What? For a one bedroom suit at Aria. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Ridiculous. $487 total for three nights. Wow. Yeah. Insane. That's, an, insane. that's an un, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's a great room because it's got a bedroom. It's got oh, a yeah. bathroom that's the size of my apartment in New York, you know? <laughs> and, and it's got a, and it's got a living room and the living room is super comfortable. The air conditioning is set on, you know, turbo. It's got tons of space. Everything was clean. Everything was worked. The room was just perfect. But, but like I was telling Fred getting out there, man, 
like the airfare to get out to Vegas now is just insane. So I'd booked about a month in advance coming out of New York and one way like premium economy, because I'm, I'm too old to sit in regular economy. I just can't do it anymore on a, on a five hour flight. So premium economy was like 500 bucks, whatever it was. And, yeah. you know, if you wanted to get there, like if you wanted to leave in the morning and get there in there in the, you know, later morning, not one of these weird, you know, flight 8 PM, get yeah. in at 1 AM type things. Yeah. Uh, but like for a hundred dollars more, you could fly first class. So I'm like, okay, for five hours on a plane, which ended up being six hours on a plane, I'm going to fly first class. So hundred percent. bucks. Yeah. yeah. For a hundred bucks, you're uh, flying across country. You're going to fly first class. So I did flew American. Everything was great. Excellent service. Um, flew through Charlotte, which actually gave me a little okay. bit more time in first class, which was great. Um, get to the hotel, check in is, um, Fred, my, my room was actually ready at nine 30 in the morning. <laughs> so it's wow. basically like a whole other day with wow. the room and it was fantastic. And you said it was clean. It's probably because nobody's been in it since 2019. <laughs> yeah, it was, right? yeah, it was, it's been sitting spotless. there for 18 months. Yeah. What about, what about the airport? What was the airport experience? Like, was it normal or it was, was it? Normal. Was it, it was normal. So, okay. I mean, the slot machines are going, it was, you know, it's not okay. like I, I, I flew. So I did my, uh, my flight, my flights were New York to Vegas, Vegas to Orlando, Orlando to New York. So I did a uh, sort of a multi-city thing. Um, it's not as busy as Orlando, but it, you could tell it was, I would say it's somewhere, somewhere around 80% of capacity. Like, okay. And I didn't check bags. Um, so I didn't go see the carousel or anything, but, um, yeah, I mean the, the trams were full, you know, going back and forth. Um, there wasn't much of a queue to get a a cab, but here's where you could tell where sort of like the pandemic is, is taking effect. I get in the cab and, you know, start talking to the cab driver about, you know, how's business and stuff like that. The sort of standard questions I ask everywhere when I get into a city. And the cab driver's like, well, you know, the Hilton um, uh, Resort World is opening up at the end of the month. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've heard a lot about that. And Fred, you know, my sister works for Hilton. So, yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot about this. And she's like, you know, there are some hotels in the area that if you know anybody who's a cook, they'll give you $500 to go work there. <laughs> like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm in town for the weekend. Not going not gonna to take any culinary jobs in Vegas. But let me ask you this question. What are they paying you for the referral? And she said, $100. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, okay, where else is hiring? And she started naming off the hotels that are hiring. Like she was just going to go through the list and say, have you considered the Rio (laughs) as a career? (laughs) Good good news, Hannah. They're probably just all hurting. They're probably just hurting for staff for sure. Oh, yeah. That's it. So that was, and that's sort of like the theme of the weekend. It's like where, you know, Vegas was the, the entire thing was gay. It was great where things maybe weren't perfect. It's strictly, we just don't have the staff to do these things. Yeah. And that's, and yeah. that's everywhere. It's not just Vegas. Masks but, at the airport. Th- yeah. Um, say it again. A lot of masks at the airport or no. About 50, 50 actually. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. no, actually in the airport, like on the plane, it was hundred percent. Um, in the airport, I would say it's close to, it was 90 ish. Once you got outside the airport, it dropped. But even then, like when I got to Aria, I would say it was 50 50 in the casino. Well, I mean, like I, it wasn't zero, like you would expect it to be. I mean, the, the NHL playoffs are right now, and my, my Canadians are playing Vegas. And so I watched yeah, yeah, the yeah, game yeah. Uh, last night and you know, I've been watching some of the, the Vegas games, and it's crazy to see 20,000 people all together with no, you know, most of them with no masks. Yes. And I'm like, this is crazy to me. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't know, but it's, it's obviously positive sign that we're, we're getting back to it. 
Yeah, in Nevada, it was I think it was above fifty percent uh, adult vaccina- uh, vaccination. So you could see it was it was way more than I expected. Um, and of course, all the staff wearing masks everywhere. Okay. So right. the first first thing I did get to Aria, go to the patisserie, you know, get some breakfast stuff. So get some tea. And Fred, did I send you a picture of the <laughs> croissants at the patisserie? No. They are the size of an American football. <laughs> they are. <laughs> The largest croissant. I'm looking at this, and and I didn't know because I was hungry. Like I hadn't eaten the entire morning. I ordered two croissants and a cherry tart. And Fred, they gave it to me in a shoebox. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, uh, you know, are, are, aren't we? Be- My first thought was, like, I did because I didn't see the size of the pastries, and I got a I got a hot tea with it. I'm like, are we being a little bit dramatic here with the, with the size of this box? Like, are we, are we overselling this a little bit? I open this up. I'm like, how did you fit both of these things in here? It, it, I'll send you a picture when the when the podcast is done. Honest to God, they're the size of a Nerf football, and they were delicious. Wow. They were golden. You could tell buttery. that they were they were buttery with flake, and they just on the inside they were just it was just oh, air wow. and dough and goodness. And the the cherry cheese Danish was tart but creamy, perfect crust. Like, like they have people who know what they're doing. And that it was, and the, the tea was hot. It was good. I was just sitting in my one bedroom suite overlooking the strip, <laughs> eating this croissant the size of a, of a Nerf football, thinking, my life doesn't suck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I got to go so, to Sobeys wow. and pick up, a, pick up some croissants now, I think. Um, oh, uh, yeah. We're, we all got the taste for it now. So that night, let's see, I ordered some flowers actually for Hannah's. Um, for Hannah's uh, birthday for the next day. And here's the thing I didn't realize. Like I was look, I originally I was like, okay, I'll get like a nice arrangement, you know, like $80, $90 bring into the room. You can't order flowers in Vegas. And I'm not jo- joking here for less than $200 delivered to a room. So really? yeah, honest to God, like I, I, I went through them like, cause the first place I looked at was the highest rated was a place called JDF. Um, and uh, uh, very highly rated on Google. Pictures looked excellent, but I think it started at $200 delivered, Jeez. right? And I'm like, wow. okay, that's kind of more than I wanted to spend for this, but let me, you know, let me shop around. I couldn't find anything. So I ended up ordering from them. And Fred, I'll, again, I'll send you the picture. It was the most remarkable arrangement of flowers I have oh, ever wow. seen. Like completely worth the money. Not only that, I ordered at 11. It was there at two. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. it was fit, fit, totally fantastic. Um yeah, beautiful arrangements. I'll send you guys pictures. You can post them on the podcast. And then I think that night for dinner, I think I ordered room service. And it was just uh, like, oh, no, no, no. I went to, um, you know, the uh, the pub that used to be Todd English's pub at Aria. I went there, yeah. ordered a chicken sandwich, got some chili, got some fries, took it back to the room, watched hockey playoffs. Nice. And, you know, it basically, and then I passed out and went to bed. <laughs> and, yeah, that's a nice little pub there, too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not it's bad. Good. They, um. They were doing bar seating, which was like, this was the first time I've actually sat at a bar maskless in like 18 months. Whoa. And weird. that was a little, yeah, it was a little strange. But, you know, I waited for my, you know, it, I'm fully vaccinated. So it was, you know, initially you feel like, okay, this is weird and I shouldn't be doing it. And then you realize, you remember like, okay, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. My vaccine efficacy rate is like 95%. I should be fine here. And we were it's, we were spaced out too, so there were two bar seats between every group of customers. But had you not experienced this uh, at Disney? 
Massless? Um, no, Disney's everything masked. Everything was masked at Disney the last time I was there, which was you know a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. So every sing- okay. everything, every single thing was masked. Yeah. Oh, it, and it's so fitting that it's so fitting that after eighteen months, the first place where you would like let loose and go Vegas. maskless would be of Vegas. Course, of yeah. course, <laughs> nothing more appropriate, right? So, so that was one that we watched, and I and I actually fell asleep on the couch, and in a, in a testament to Aria's um, hotels, I slept on that couch all night and did not regret sleeping in a bed. That was the most comfortable couch I have ever slept on. <laughs> In my like, literally, I, I should have pulled up the cushions and tried to find out who made this couch because it was amazing. <laughs> so, get in the shower, and the shower is like being bathed by the hand of God in the morning. The water that comes over you is like being in a waterfall. The pr- water pressure is amazing. The heat, because it was, I don't know if I told you this, but no, for I didn't tell you, it was 107 Fahrenheit in <laughs> Vegas while I was there. So, the hot water comes on. Pretty yeah. much instantly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, we're just piping this in from outside, right? Yeah. Uh, just a rain barrel but pouring on on you. Amazing showers, super fluffy pillows, robes, you know, uh, slippers, the whole the whole thing, right? It was just. Did you, did you take a job with Aria? Is that, is that what's going on here? It, it <laughs> exactly. sounds like it, right? <laughs> this this segment sponsored by. Yeah, sorry. So one of the. Um, no, it's a good hotel. So when I, when I set up the concierge, I, I asked for two things. Like. Number one, can you pick up the kids at the airport? Because when you do Sky Suites at Aria, they'll do a limo back and forth to the airport. So I'm like, and when I came in on June 3rd, I said, I don't, you know, I don't want the limo for me. Do it on June 4th for the kids. Um, and that was sort of the first thing that sort of didn't go right. Because on June 3rd, oh, when no. I got in, they called me and said, hey, we're at the airport and we can't find you. I'm like, that's because you're not supposed to be here until tomorrow. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, and then the kids still had to wait 45 minutes for their limo, but that's fine. They got in. Um, so the, the thing that I, the other thing that I had told them was I want to teach the, I want to bring the kids to gaming lessons. Right. Oh, so nice. where, right, yeah. where on the strip can we go for gaming lessons? And I said, you know, craps, blackjack, roulette, the big three, right? Not kids aren't going to learn poker. Um, and they said, okay, Excalibur has lessons. You know, they start at 12. 12 o'clock is craps. 12.30 is roulette. Uh, you know, 1 o'clock is blackjack. Fine. So we, uh, kids get in. They're super hungry. I'm like, we'll go to Excalibur. We'll, uh, we'll grab something to eat there. And then we'll play the game. So we go over. We get something to eat at Excalibur. And then at noon, we, tr- we go to the middle of the casino. We try and find the, um, you know, the games. And by the way, it's 107 degrees. So we hiked it over from Aria. We get to the center of the uh, casino and the manager says, oh, we haven't done gaming like that since we reopened after the pandemic. Oh. Like, okay, you guys might want to change your website because I confirmed on the website that you've got this. And you might want to tell somebody over at Aria because that's what they're telling me. Right. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they said they're sorry and everything. And so we ended up going back to Aria and playing uh, video roulette and then some slots, and then a little okay. bit of, um, we watched craps. The craps games were super active in the day, but yeah. but Fred, I don't know if I told you this, but like roulette now, it's $15 a spin. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's and on then, the strip. Yeah. And then blackjack on the strip is $25 a hand minimum. It's 25, 50 and a hundred. It would be at the Aria. Yeah. 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 If, yeah, if you want lower levels, you got, you got to play worse, worse rules or you got to go off the strip. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I didn't realize that because we, we were watching people, you know, playing, playing blackjack and you play, you know, three hands of blackjack every two minutes. So you could put, Oh yeah. You know, you could put a couple thousand dollars into play an hour 
Oh, easily, especially you know when you got to double down and split on certain hands and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It adds so up a hundred dollar minimums with three people yeah. playing—that's a lot of money to put into play. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 I mean, I'm not a huge gambler. You know that. Uh, you know, yeah. we ended up spending around six or seven hundred dollars in about an hour just playing various games. Wow. And the kids enjoyed it. You know, I got the okay. experience. But the um, then we all went back for a nap, and the kids got their flowers and everything, and that was good. But then nice. the, uh, the, the, so the thing Hannah said she wanted to do the first night was she wanted to um, play games and eat some more nice. So we all got dressed okay. up and we went to craft steak at, oh. at MGM. Wow. Which. Seb, Seb, I know, I know, I know we've talked about this. Yes. <laughs> you, have, you haven't yeah. been? No, that, no, that's the way we, we haven't and, gone there. And <sighs> I think it's safe to say that steak is like your number one meal too. Uh, easily. Yeah. It, my all-time Las Vegas dining experience happened at craft steak. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this. So, so a couple a few years ago when, uh, when Laurel and I just met, we went to Vegas with a group of friends and we did the chef's table at a uh, chef's menu at craft steak. And the waiter was a gentleman named Peter who, um, kept my wine glass. So we did wine flights with the two wine pairings, kept my wine glass so full that I don't remember anything after I left the hotel to the point where I woke up the next morning. So apparently I, I was told by Laurel, who was more sober than I was, I saluted the Statue of Liberty on the walk back uh, past New, New York, New York. I told a bunch of people I love them, woke up face down, arms at my side on top of the bed the next morning and felt absolutely fucked. Like, okay, that's the best. That's great. All right. Best meal I've ever had. Peter was excellent. Just so, okay. So, I knew, I liked craft steak. I'd been there a couple of times before. Actually, Bob took me there, um, right the first time I went there. And we yeah. had Peter, so I've had Peter twice. So so we get in there and um uh we also Natalie was vegan, so I had to make sure that you know at a place like craft steak, you oh, could, yeah. you could satisfy someone vegan, but they've got amazing sides, uh, vegetable sides. So we, you know, she was gonna be fine with that. So we sit down and and here's where um we're going to craft steak makes a difference versus other Las Vegas places. So Craft Steak is a high-end place. It's Tom Colicchio's restaurant, right? I think it had like one or two Michelin stars back when Michelin was, was reigning Vegas restaurants. But um, our server was Patricia. She looked like she was 14. She'd been there 21 years. I'm like, <laughs> Patricia, you know that child labor is illegal still in Nevada. I know lots of things go in Las Vegas, but child labor is not one of them. But she'd been there 21 years. I think the least tenured person on our service team had been there 10 years. And they all came back as soon as they could. Right. And that's oh, what's wow. different about a place like craft steak right. versus other places we'll talk about later on. So service was impeccable. It was fantastic. So, um, I decided to like right then and there, when she told me what she was doing, what, how long she'd been there, I was just going to put my hands, put my, put myself in Patricia's hands and basically order whatever she told me to order. Right. Wow. Fun. Yeah. So super fun. So she, um, she told me to start with a, um, a cocktail, right? So and then we dressed up, right? So I'm wearing like a uh, sport coat, dress shirt, pants, dress shoes, and everything, right? So she said, order the 19th in Fab cocktail. It's jalapeno infused tequila, contro, and passion fruit. And it was mm. amazing. Came with a, an ice cube, like the size of my fist, super clear, right? But very well balanced. Like you could taste the tequila, you could taste the passion fruit. And then at the very end, jalapeno. And the reason why she recommended that was, um, one of our appetizers was the beef tartare. So, okay. so that sort of went well with sort of the fattiness of the tartare. So for appetizers, we ordered 
um, the tartar, the prosciutto, um, the uh, Natalie got the wild arugula with pecorino and toasted pecans, which, by the way, comes on a plate that you would normally put a roasted pig on. Like <laughs> it is, it was, it, it was fifteen dollars, but it fed three people to the point where. At the end of it, I'm like, I never want to see arugula again. Like, I've eaten enough arugula here <laughs> to never. So we ordered that. Wow. We ordered the Which buffalo unusual, mozzarella. Unusual to have such a big portion at a yeah. amazingly large a portions restaurant. of everything. Like, to the point where we were like, no, you have the last bite. No, you have okay. the last bite. Um, ordered the Italian buffalo mozzarella with hazelnuts, which were amazing. Oh. The, the mozzarella was super fresh, very creamy, very tasty. Um, the tartare was outstanding. It was perfectly seasoned, excellent temperature, came with crostini that sort of like, it was a buttery crostini. So it's sort of like buttery, beefy, spicy with the cocktail. Okay. And then, um, you know, prosciutto imported from Italy. Um, but the amazing thing with the prosciutto, they had balsamic peaches and we couldn't figure out what it was because it was, they were purple. And I'm like, oh my God, they give us beets. I hate beets, Right. And so I give it to Natalie. I'm like, Natalie, try this beet. Let me know what you think of it. And she's like, that is definitely not a beet. So it was balsamic peaches. And those were incredible. Like, it may have been the highlight. Everything else was, everything was great. But the balsamic peaches that went with the prosciutto were outstanding. Really, really amazing. So all of the appetizers were great. My cocktail was amazing. And I'm like, okay, let's, you know. Patricia, what, what should I order for my for my for my main? Right. So the uh, Natalie ordered basically all of the uh, all of the the vegetable sides. So she got the potato puree, she got the cauliflower, the asparagus, the mushrooms, and the carrots. And I ordered the uh, twelve ounce New York no sorry the twelve ounce no fourteen ounce New York strip dry aged bone in. $59, a bargain at $59. <laughs> and then Hannah, because it was her birthday and she had never, never had it before, ordered the A5 wagon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So my Good next for cocktail her. for this was uh, called Two Smoking Barrels. High West Campfire Whiskey, <laughs> Luxardo Cherries, uh, Anticaca Parno, uh, Peach Bitters, everything aged in-house 14 days. And because I told her I was ordering, you know, steak, medium rare, and I wanted something that would sort of cut the fattiness of that. Yeah. And so it comes out. And the first thing I actually tried was the, um, the mashed potatoes, the uh, potato, okay. potato puree, um, which it's, was runnier than mashed potatoes, but came with chimes and was fantastic. It was almost like, like grits, but... But the essence of the potato flavor yeah, just creamy. with chives, like, yeah, it was creamy, yeah. but with chives. And you thought to yourself, like, man, if Frito-Lay could put this on a chip, <laughs> they, would, it would, they would be minting money. The fingerling potatoes were super crispy and came with thyme. And we, like, once you had a couple of those, it was one of those things where it's like, am I going to offend everyone by just eating these with my hands? Like, why do I, why am I not just... I'm just going to stop talking at this point and just eat the, eat the potatoes. Everything was amazing. The, the care, the carrots were fantastic. The mushrooms were amazing as well. The asparagus came with, um, lemon zest, 
on it. And you know, like asparagus is sometimes stringy, sometimes a little bit. This was, it's yeah. beautiful, beautiful asparagus. Perfectly good. Okay. But let me tell you the highlight. So I've got, I've got the whiskey cocktail in my hand. I decide to take a bite of the steak. And the steak is, um, I'm making a, a, a sign of, it's like a two inch thick, you know, uh, uh, New York strip with the bone on it and everything. But it comes cut, you know, uh, off the bone. So I don't have to cut it. I just have to cut my individual bites. Redman, I take the first bite of this. And the juices start running through my mouth and the fattiness and the, the unctuousness of it all. And I take a sip of the cocktail. And for a minute, I, th- I stop thinking about everything else. And I think it's good to be back. Like that was my moment of bliss right there. And honest to God, I hope everybody listening to this podcast gets a chance to do that. Cause that was, oh, wow. it was the perfect Vegas moment. Like I was as happy as I could possibly be in that moment right there. It was just a fantastic oh, meal. It's it's so hard for those places that we go to and love to live up to it when we go back. <laughs> and, and it you know? totally did. That was the totally thing. Totally did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's like you know watching your favorite superstar win you know one more game. It's like yeah. you don't think it's yeah. going to happen, but but they came through. Yeah. Just an incredible dinner. Hannah has the wagyu. You know, she takes the first bite of it because she is you know she she knows it's steak, but she she takes the first bite of it and she looks at me like. Why have you not told me about this in the previous 23 <laughs> years of my life? You know, she's eating that. Natalie was super happy with the vegetables. And that's good. You know, it was just everything was great. The kids were having, I think, uh, cocktails as well. Um, yeah, but just every single thing, every detail was perfect. Wow. Every side dish was amazing. Every recommendation that Patricia had was absolutely perfect. Um, what, was it busy? Like, was it hard to get a reservation? Completely full. Completely full. Full. Wow. Yeah, could not. Could not. In fact, uh, my only choices for reservations for that night were five thirty or nine thirty. And since I was coming in from the East Coast, and Natalie was coming in from the East Coast, Hannah lives in Arizona. Um, I was like, okay, five thirty is better than nine thirty because I'm not going to eat at midnight. So yeah. that was that was great. So the last thing we had for dessert, we had their famous monkey bread, cinnamon monkey bread, which is was the perfect dessert. You should not get any other dessert at. Uh, at craft steak other than the monkey bread. I had it with some ice wine. So it was my third oh, alcoholic nice. drink of the, uh, of the day. And by the way, I don't drink that much. So like nope. three drinks in a day for me is probably the most I've had in like a year. Um, but again, absolutely fantastic. Um, we ended up walking back, uh, through New York. Everything was fantastic. Best meal, best meal of the trip bar none. If you guys get a chance wow. to go to craft steak, like Fred, you and I should go. If you, if, when we get it to Vegas, we should go to craft steak and just eat steak. Well, it's a top uh, restaurant. Like, you know, I, I'm a big foodie guy. I, I watch Food Network religiously, um, and we're watching Top Chef right now. And you know, <laughs> Tom Kalicki is the head the head judge, so you know that yeah. if it's by by watching him and his standards, I'm sure that that restaurant yeah. is just mint. Yeah, I mean, every, but every single thing, the service, like the people who work there, they all know their stuff, oh, yeah. and they've all been there forever. Because again, it's a high-end place. You know, they're they're making a ton of money on tips. That's great, and God bless them, right? Number two, every not only is every every single ingredient good, but the ingredients are well balanced in all the dishes. So, like on the mm-hmm. cocktails, right? It's you know, it's it's good tequila. Yeah. You know, it's good bitters. But then it's all combined in a way where nothing dominates. Yeah. Like you, we've all been to places where we get cocktails and they're too sweet or they're too bitter or whatever, yeah. right? And the, and or it's all pre-mixed. Everything here was great. Yeah, and everything everything has a purpose on the dish. Everything has a purpose in the cocktail. It's right. it's all made. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing that's just thrown in. Yeah. So it was it was an amazing, amazing dinner. Completely lived up to expectations. 
And that was great. So I went back home and went to bed. <laughs> I, guess, I guess. So you're face up or face down? The kids were going to go out. They were going to go to a club and they got to the end of the meal and they both said, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So we, um, but we, the next morning we had 8.30 breakfast reservations at Wicked Spoon at Cosmopolitan. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and Fred, I don't know if I told you this, but, but Seb, when I had done the, um, the reservations, I had asked Aria to get me a buffet reservation. I didn't care if it was breakfast or dinner. I didn't care where. I didn't care on which day. Like, get me something, right? So they, um, they emailed me the first day and they said, okay, we tried to get you in at Caesars. This was Tuesday, June 1st, right? We tried to get you in at Caesars. Um, there were 10,000 reservations taken on the first day. We couldn't get you in. They're completely booked for every seating through August. What? And I'm like, okay. So then I call in, like I call in to, to Ari. I'm like, okay, what can you do for me? And as I'm, and I, so I'm explaining to the woman what I, what I want. And she starts typing and she's going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, she's totally not listening to me. She's like, okay, I'm booking you at Wicked Spoon because if I don't book this now, by the time we're done talking, it'll be gone. <laughs> right? So she's basically <laughs> pre-booked me at Wicked Spoon for breakfast. And so we, wow. uh, so we ate 30 in the morning, which is fine. So we'd eaten like, you know, 15 hours early. That's fine. Get to Wicked Spoon, check in. Absolutely no problem. Like, we're like one of the first people there. Um, and I had forgot how big the buffets are there. Yeah. But they're, they're, it was huge. Like it went on and on and on. So they're, yeah. um, so breakfast actually is not that bad. $38 for adults. There were three of us. So I can't think it came out to like, um, you know, with tax and everything, $124 plus gratuity. But I mean, all kinds of stations for stuff like, there's a, they have a cold bar, so it's got fruit and salmon and, yep. you know, do you want Nutella toast? Which uh, Do you want charcuterie? Do you want seven kinds of salad? Do you want, you know, eight kinds of yogurt? Do you want, you know, juice? Do you want oatmeal? All that's in there. But not only that, but it's like, but for the vegans, like, do you want chia seed pudding? You know, do you want all these other things? They had a standard sort of breakfast bar, scrambled eggs, you know, egg whites, if you just want egg whites. They had a... Um, an omelet bar. They had frittata bar. They had bacon. You know, they had salad. They had, um, but they also had like you know eggs Benedict. They had crepes. They had pancakes. They had French toast. Oh. They had, and then they have like the you know there's a huge Asian contingent. So they had like uh, gochujang braised egg, right? They had um, um, seafood claws. They had. Uh, um, Pork charcuterie. They had riblets. They had spring rolls. They had rice. They had you know Indian food, right? They had Greek food. I mean, this is this is all for breakfast, eight thirty in the morning, right? <laughs> they had tacos, like three different kinds of tacos. Crazy. And then they had pastries. They had bone marrow for breakfast. What? Yeah, crazy. But not only that, but like at the grill station. So they had you know normally there's like you can have turkey or you can have pork, right? They had pork. They had ham. They had sirloin. They had chicken. They had fried chicken. They had rotisserie chicken. They had sausages in three different kinds, right? They had an amazing amount of food. And it was, it was all really good. The one thing I would say about the buffet, I mean, just tons of variety, excellent quality. The only thing I would say about the buffet, some of the hot food was cold. And I think that's, um, we were talking to our server about this and, you know, about like how business was going and stuff. And she said, basically, half the kitchen is new. Right. Right. And so that's that. But I mean, the flavor and everything, perfect. The proportions, fine. You could not leave that 
buffet hunger. Like it's physically not possible. It's still, wrong still the you. same format where they it's all individual plates. You just take your plate. You don't yes. you don't serve. They don't you don't grab a spoon and and you it's know, all individual. It's plates. all you just grab a plate. Yeah. The a little Caesar salad. You pick that up. A little eggs Benedict. Yep. You and pick every, up the plate. Except for the um, except for the grill station where they were right. still cutting stuff for you. Okay, man, I had some I had some um, uh, pork shoulder there, chili roasted pork shoulder, oh. just fantastic. I just when you think nice. eight thirty in the morning, like either they cooked it the night before and they reheated it, you know, something. No, this was juicy. It was tender, just that right amount of chili on it. Like if I wasn't trying to try different things all around the um, the buffet, I would have I would just keep doing that. That was fantastic. Also. They do an amazing fried chicken there. Like I, oh, it's yeah. kind of the sleeper. Yeah, the crust on the outside is is really airy and light, and then it keeps the 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 chicken inside juicy. Yeah, it was amazing. Was, fried chicken. Okay, so so if, reservation. If I ever, go ahead, if we go ever ahead, go to sorry. Vegas, okay, you know I, Freddie, and then Len happens to be there, and we go whatever. Am I going to gain twenty pounds? Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> we walked a lot. We walked but, a lot. But don't worry, you walk it off. Like yeah, too. Two and a half days. Two and a <laughs> yeah. half days, yeah. Yeah, you're also going to spend 10 hours walking up and down the strip going through every casino and yeah. taking notes on everything too. So <laughs> you burn Trying it to off. find shortcuts or unusual things. Like, have you ever been to the top of the of the Tropicana? Tropicana or Flamingo? The one with the uh, where you have to go through the barber shop to get to the second level to see the stained glass uh, ceiling up close? Oh, that's Flamingo. Uh, that's Flamingo. the Tropicana. Tropicana. Tropicana, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you ever done that, Seb? Nope, nope, nope. We, we actually okay, never, we'll we, we didn't go into the Tropicana, did we, Freddie? Yeah, Fred and I were there one time we were, no. we were trying to do like touring plans for the casinos. Like, you know, here's how yeah. to see the interesting things. And so we're, we're talking to, to somebody at one of the hotels and we see sort of the second floor balcony that gives you a really good view of the stained glass. Like, how do we get up there? And this guy gives us this convoluted directions that end up being like, yeah. go past the freight elevators through the barbershop, right? Like, <laughs> like or, sorry, or, you know, are we going to get in trouble for this? He's like, no, 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 that's fine. And, and lo and behold, that's how you get up there. But yeah. if you were a tourist, you'd never find it because you would never go no. where you needed to go. But yeah, super fun. So anyway, so, uh, oh, by the way, and we finished, of course, uh, breakfast with gelato because that's what everyone does. Because <laughs> why not? You can, I ordered... Yeah, I ordered like three gelatos, which was fine. I just wanted a taste of each one. Pistachio, amazing. Salted caramel, amazing. Oh. All really, really good. Like, again, you cannot leave. The, by the way, the harissa potatoes with tahini uh, vinaigrette on it. Between that and the fried chicken, that's really all you need in life. And the, oh, and see, the fries. And, I would and never the, take some fried chicken. Pork. Say it again? I, I, would, I would never take fried chicken from the Wicked Spoon. So that's a great tip because... Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think that it would be something that would be memorable, you know? No, you, just, you don't. You throw it, yeah. And it was, it was, really, it comes in a little fry basket too, which is kind of neat. <laughs> really good <laughs> nice. presentation. Yeah. But so it everything, sounds, everything was great. It sounds really similar to the way it was before. And, and everything you're saying reminds me a lot of what Seth said, which is basically that quality, quality is still there. Yeah. But yeah. there are, it's service. There's a little bit of service that they're just still behind on. And this is the thing. So, Going back to craft steak, you know, everyone had been there at least a decade. It's a high-end place. They're making enough money. When right. they get when they get the call back, right? When Tom Colicchio calls up and says, Hey, we need you to come back, they're going back, right? Yeah. So everybody knows the routine. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do, right? Whereas at um, you know, Wicked Spoon, you get a bunch of new people in the kitchen, stuff like this is gonna happen. You know, given a month, time. you know, I'm sure by now, like, you know, two weeks in, everyone knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, but just for that first week, it was sort of rough. So then the, um, so 
We all pass out, right? Oh, by the way, so I check into my, my Aria room. So the kids are on in the Aria Sky Suites, 25th floor, lovely one bedroom, beautiful view of the strip, right? I get the least expensive room at Aria that I can because I don't, I don't really care, right? And it's still a fantastic room, right? Bed is super comfortable. Air conditioning is on, you know, is, is cranking. Uh, I'm on the third floor overlooking, I think, the water treatment plant that Aria has <laughs> behind the scenes. It's just fine. Again, I don't, I don't really care. Shower still excellent. You know, service still great. You didn't, you didn't slip the twenty bucks to the, the the attendant when they when you checked in. Well, it's all it's all remote check in now. You do it through the app. Oh, you and can't again, do the twenty dollar trick then. <laughs> I I thought about it. I probably should have. But uh, yeah, so it's all through the app. Again, my room was ready like, you know, before 11 o'clock. So absolutely fine. So the next day, the kids, after the, after, after the buffet breakfast, the kids said they wanted to go to the pool, right? And okay, so I had told Fred this, like when I was, I booked this back in March, I was able to get them a, um, a two-person lounge with an umbrella with, for 400 bucks. So the way that it works in Vegas is you're basically guaranteeing that in drinks, right? You're paying the $400, you guarantee $400 in food and Bev. And if you, if you don't order $400 in food and Bev, it still costs you $400, right? And when I, and so I booked this again, early March, when I went back and looked at what a cabana costs at Aria, like the first weekend of June, it was $2,500 for six people. And my first question is, is like, how do six people drink $2,500 worth of alcohol. Like even if it's, yeah. even if it's $800 a bottle, that's three bottles of alcohol for six people. That's a lot of alcohol, yeah. right? Yeah. And in, in an afternoon in, in the, an afternoon, the sun. Right. Yeah. So it was 107 degrees that day. Kids go out we, and you have to check in between 10 and 11. So I walked out to the pool cause I'd never been to a, like a, a for real, for real Vegas pool before. So we get out there at 11 o'clock and it's actually remarkably calm, right? Like there are people about my age there sort of like swimming about leisurely in the pool, just, you know, music that I can recognize playing in the background. I'm like, okay. I was, not only did I think it was pleasant, I was like, okay, did I pick the wrong pool for the kids? Like, are they really going <laughs> to I was going to say, this sounds like the wrong pool. The Vegas, like did I, because my other choice there was MGM. Um, right. And because uh, MGM is apparently the highest rated pool. In Vegas. So at 11 o'clock, like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave them here. They were, they were fine. Right. They just wanted to be out in the sun in a pool in Las Vegas. Right. And, um, Jasmine was our pool attendant. She was fantastic taking care of the kids. So the kids ordered the first couple of drinks. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit here for five minutes. Begin. It's 107 degrees. I don't like the sun. I'm going to go back and do some, you know, do some programming or whatever, pay for this trip. And, uh, <laughs> I'll come back. So I come back out at two o'clock and you could tell like the vibe had changed, right? <laughs> Some of the old people had left the music. I didn't recognize, but it wasn't unpleasant, but there were definitely more people and they had, they were younger. Right. So I stayed out for a little bit. I, um, the, there were some, some people next to us. It was actually a mom about my age who had brought her daughters from New Jersey down. So we were talking about that, you know, and some other people uh, that um, from Chicago, uh, my friends, uh, Matt and Sarah, who probably not listening to this podcast, but Hello, Matt and Sarah, who I just met. Um, so, you know, talk to them and everything. And then I went back and programmed some more. And then I went back out around four. And it was like, it was like visiting a, not only a completely different pool, it was like visiting a completely different planet. So I get outside and there's, first of all, there's this huge line of kids, right? 
It's 107 degrees outside. I walk outside. The music is loud. I don't recognize any of it. There are people running around half naked. I'm like, hey, turn this music down. Y'all put on some clothes. And I see what y'all are doing in the pool. You guys need Jesus. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you think is acceptable behavior, even in Las Vegas. But what you're doing, it ain't right. So, <laughs> like, like, I, do your parents know you're here? Like, that's really what it was. Completely different vibe oh by five o'clock. God. So oh, Hannah man. and Natalie at this point are plastered. They, oh, um, God. it was Hannah's birthday. Hannah and Natalie are cute. So people had been buying them drinks apparently in the last three hours. When I no doubt. got to them like between four and five o'clock, they had had each 16 shots. Oh, oh God. Hannah weighs God. like 107 pounds. Oh. Natalie <sighs> might weigh like 110, like soaking wet. Oh, no. Right. Like kids, what do you guys do? But they were handling it well. I guess college prepared them for that. <laughs> but, but in the time that I was there, like the friends that they had made had bought me three shots of tequila. I was there like 20 minutes. Like, okay, I, you know, I can't do this. Like I will, I will be dead in, you know, between the sun and everything. Like, and you're out there in the, and even though I've got, you know, the, the shade, I'm sitting in the shade. It's, it's still 107 degrees. It's hot. There's no way around it. Right. But they had, they had a blast. Like, you know, they, everyone that they met was super fun. It was, they all had a great time. Security was excellent. No one was like rowdy. Again, because uh, I think I told you this, if you wanted a seat or a chair, it was $100. So, like, no one's going to get kicked out of a pool for being a jerk yeah. if you're paying $100 to get in, right? Yeah. Like, you could, you could get in and walk around yeah, for, for sure. free. A seat was 100 bucks. So, um, yeah. So, that was... So, they had, they had the quintessential pool experience. Fred, I don't know if I told you this, but apparently at one point, um, you know, this guy had walked up to Hannah and Natalie was talking to him. I'm like... Uh, okay, sir, you know, you've, you've, you've made your point. Time to move on. He was apparently had worked for Omni at Caesars and said, you know, Hey, if oh. you girls, you know, girls come by, I'll get you a table and you guys can be the, you know, basically the eye candy that attracts in, you know, the men who are right, right. customers. So I went and looked up how much a table costs at Omni. Do you know how much a table costs at Omni? No. Fred, at night? I wouldn't know. Yes. Uh, 800. Oh, Fred. Oh, Fred. You're adorable. Five, <laughs> just, five it's grand. It's the innocence that I love. How much? Five grand. Oh, Seb, you, you, you Canadians, you guys just, just <laughs> never lose that, that, that sense of, that sense of well-being. $8,500. Come on. For a table. Go look it up, dude. I looked it wow. up. Wow. Yeah. $8,500 for a table at Omni on a Saturday night. And I was like, of course you cannot go. <laughs> There's no way in hell. <laughs> wow. any, any adult that I know would say that that's a good decision. So we ended up going to, wow. and by the way, they had had at this point 16 shots. They were not in, in a condition yeah, they're good. to go anywhere. Right. They're, they're good. So we, uh, we ended up going to catch at Aria um, for dinner, which is the seafood place. Have you been there? Oh yeah. I haven't been there. No. Yeah. So, um, Really good menu, you know, uh, mostly seafood, but again, sort of the same sort of um, issue. They the right. they had brought back their their people, but sort of like half of them or you know a large portion of them were new. So the weird thing about our menu, or about our entrees were, or about our food was, it basically came out in reverse order that it should have. So for okay. our, 
our appetizers, we ordered um, we ordered a seafood tower. So, you know, like lobster, king crab, shrimp, oysters, clams, mussels, ceviche, uh, some toro, some tuna tartare, um, and then some crispy Brussels sprouts. And we, uh, and then we ordered, you know, mains. The last thing that we got for the evening was the seafood tower, which was the first appetizer that we ordered, right? All the food was excellent. It's a a deconstructed meal. It's like like (laughs) pacing, whatever. Um, so we ordered that we had the, uh, lobster mac and cheese, which I thought was great. The, um, the filet skewers that came with a soy mirin sauce, which was amazing. Um, I would totally get that again. We um, also tried the king crab tempura, which was fantastic. Like everything was good. The kitchen was on point. It's good. just the way that the stuff came out yeah. was unusual. Um, we did end with two excellent desserts. So um, Natalie is vegan. We ordered the vegan pistachio cheesecake. Uh, comes with coconut sorbet and black cherries. I couldn't tell this was vegan at all. Like if you told me, Len, this is just pistachio cheesecake. And by the way, it was the size of my foot. It was that big, right? Oh. Excellent quality, tasted fantastic, humongous serving, like easily fed three people. And then the other thing was a uh, what's called a hit me chocolate cake. So you guys uh, know Klondike bars? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So imagine something the size of a Klondike bar, but made of devil's food cake. And then a thing on top of that, like so imagine a tower that's a brownie. And then imagine a thing on top of that that is uh, Dolce de Leche ice cream. And then imagine a thing on top of that that is actually a Klondike with a hard chocolate shell, but melted ice cream in the middle of it. And I don't know how you do that, right? But the idea is you you basically take a cut down everything. So the liquid Klondike um, opens up and sort of is the sauce around everything. So you get a bit of ice cream, a bit of brownie, and a bit of bit of devil's food cake, all with this liquid Klondike thing. If you can shove it all in your mouth, and God knows I tried, it it was it's an amazing flavor like there's nothing wrong oh. with that dessert at all it's not even there's a lot of chocolate but you know like sometimes you get like like you know the death by chocolate yeah. dessert or whatever and it's too just much. too much yeah. it's too much yeah everything here is again perfectly balanced like the kitchen knows what it's doing there they're all yeah. the flavors complement each other and nothing is like overpoweringly sweet or overpoweringly bitter it's a great dessert it's one of those things where like the kids were tired and I actually sent them back to the room. Like, okay, you guys are done for the night. Just, you know, go back. And I sat there and I was like, I've, I have literally two desserts in front of me. I've got the cheesecake and I've got the cake. And I actually have to stop myself because in the back of the head, I'm like, people are looking at me. <laughs> you know, like, like, this, this, this is a scene. I'm going to be on TMZ in the morning, right? This is going to be so, but it was a, yeah, just fantastic. Just so service was decent. You could tell this. I mean, the stuff came out backwards. Uh, kitchen knows what it's doing. If they, like once they figure out, once they get back on track, um, yeah. it's going to be a really, really good place. But um, yeah. So it, it must be that the, the dining rooms um, in general in Vegas were able to keep like some kind of high level chefs or sous chefs, yeah. chefs or something enough to maintain their menu and their quality. And then it's just a matter of time before they can train their staff to, to deliver it and to know more about it, I guess. I think that's what it is. Like, like you can't do that high quality, like a vegan pistachio no. cheesecake or a, or a chocolate. Thing. You can't do that if you're just starting out. Like that's not, that's Some, not something. Somebody you, knows how to do it. Somebody knows. And even, even then, but like the, um, we had, um, for our mains, we had, um, filet skewers, but it was so well cooked. 
and the soy mirin it with uh it was like ginger and truffle in the sauce like you don't you don't just put that you know pull that out of a bottle or something you, you're making yeah. that and the lobster mac and cheese right that was really well done it wasn't it wasn't uh you know the lobster was perfectly cooked like you don't you don't just guess and get all of that right we ordered enough dishes that you're just not you're not winging that and, and just getting lucky have you uh have you done the gordon ramsay restaurants then that are there no we couldn't get in they were they were super busy um we had talked to some people at the pool who had done them and just raved about them yeah that's Seb's favorite yeah, yeah seb brought me to we did like a little trio of gordon ramsay um when we went, but we didn't do the steak place. No, we did his burger restaurant yeah. and the and the fish and chips. I take that back. I've done, I've done the burger restaurant. Oh, you have? yeah, and it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nothing it's pretty good. The, I do. Yeah, and we we literally looked at the fish and chips place, and then didn't do it. And I don't know why. And which other one? A steak place? Because the the people that yeah, uh, steak place in Paris had done the steak place. They were from Chicago and just raved about it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's they the were, one with the thirteen dollar yeah. carrots that Seb wants to do at Paris. Yeah, <laughs> I would totally do it. We did Hell's I Kitchen mean, too, which was amazing. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. And like you said, you know, with your your waiter, your server there at uh, at Craft it, uh, at Hell's Kitchen, it was the same thing. Where the the server was, I mean, probably the most knowledgeable, the most uh, professional, just the the best server that I've ever had at any restaurant, not even by by yeah. far. So you know, they they really hire the, the the best people they train them well they make sure that they they yep. know every single detail it makes a difference it's it, yeah. you know if you if your meal is going to be good okay it's going to be good but that that added service makes a huge difference too to your experience yeah and that makes it that's a great point because i was telling the kids so the, this is their second trip to vegas but the thing that i was trying to like impart onto them because i know they're going to go to vegas you know for many years right this is their first couple of trips and i want to make sure that they like Vegas, because Vegas is a Vegas is a cultural institution, right? We we all have a vested interest in making sure that Vegas succeeds, right? We we all want Vegas, and so the thing I was telling him was like, you know, Vegas is Vegas is literally the most service economy city in the United States. Like, there's no other city in the United States that is built on tourism and service the way that Vegas is. So, yeah. you know, you basically you've got to take care of everybody, you know, there. Like, so the the porters. Like anybody who attends your room, right? The wait staff, like basically anybody that you're, you're there. And they they provide excellent service, right? But you have to make sure that you recognize that. And that's sort of like the big thing that I wanted to I wanted them to get out of that too. Well, that man, there's, there. so, there's no other place like it. And like, you know, you could say no. Atlantic City, but it's not it's not it's nowhere near Vegas. And then like no. anywhere in the world, there's no other place that is like Las Vegas. Just, well, like even New York. I mean, New York has high-end shopping. New York has great restaurants. Does it have them in a concentrated one mile sort of like, you know, I mean, probably not maybe close, but yeah, but you know, Vegas in terms of like concentrated shopping and good food and sort of like spectacle, Vegas is like one of the few cities in the world where you've got it all right there. Yeah. So we all make, we all may want to make sure Vegas succeeds. You have to fish a little bit in New York. If you want to, you know, you, you yeah. got to maneuver, you got to, you know, you want to go to some good shopping. Okay. Well, you have to make your way over to, you know, yeah. it's yeah. not, it's not just, okay, well, here it is. And here's this and here's that. Whereas Vegas just, okay, yeah. well, there is everything. It's all here. Yeah. And yeah. I've got my drink in my hand I'm walking down the street. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah the, uh, in New York uh, too, the, the, but ahead, there's always it. a sense uh, in New York too, that 
New York doesn't really need you to be there. You know, it's kind of like you're, you're mixing with the locals. But yes. yeah. in Vegas, you, you always get the feeling that it's for you, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just there. And that, that, you know, it's for me, you know, thinking about that, like in Walt Disney World, where it's like, we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be the exact same scene, but with a completely different group of people, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just, it's just this nonstop thing. And that's kind of amazing to me that they, uh, that they get to do it. So, um, so we had a great meal that night. Our, um, we get done like at eight o'clock. Our car from Aria takes us back to the airport at 4 a.m. And <laughs> so, so wait, we get back to the hotel, right? And the kids are just passed out. They're just, they want to, they want to take showers and go to bed. We get a call at 10 o'clock saying Natalie's flight had been canceled. Like at 10 oh, o'clock at night for the no. next morning. Like, oh God, what do we do? Luckily, I had booked it through American Express called Platinum Travel. They had rebooked her. Not only did they rebook her, rebooked her, but for $50 more, they booked her first class wow. um, going back to Raleigh. And so, uh, and her plane actually had the live flat seats, which, oh. so you think about a kid who had had yes. 16 shots <laughs> and then ate a bunch of food. The live flat seats was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't Just know, with- I don't know what religion she was beforehand, but she believes in God now. <laughs> <laughs> She said, she texted me and said, so my flight, all of our flights left within like 15 minutes of each other. Like they're scheduled to part. But my flight was delayed taking off because of traffic. Natalie's flight was delayed an hour taking off. And Natalie texted me and said, literally, I don't care. Like they will have to claw me out of the seat. (laughs) Hannah was home, had eaten a pizza and was in bed by the time our flights took off because she was going to Phoenix. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a a little popper. So Natalie ended up spending, I think her flight, ended up taking seven hours to get home, but she's, she was lie flat the entire time they fed her. She was happy. I ended up in Orlando going through Charlotte, got in on time. Absolutely fine. Yeah. It was just a great trip. Nice. Like everything. Awesome. We did everything we want to do. The kids got the Vegas experience. I am so ready to go back. Like I was just, wow. could not be beat. Yeah. Would you say it's safe to say that Vegas is back? This is something that I've been saying to Seb on the show a lot is that, I think unlike other destinations, Vegas seems to be the most back to normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, again, aside from like the, the fact that, you know, every city right now is looking for service workers, um, every city is looking for service workers. Right. But if you, if you stick to the, you know, the, the well-established places with veteran or seasoned staff. Yeah. I think the big next thing for Vegas is going to be the opening of um, resorts world Yeah, later on this month. Cause that's what three hotels. Yeah, it's a massive complex up at the north end there, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it's across from the Wynn and Encore, right? Uh, same side of the street, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, um, and so that's a, it's a Hilton and then like the two high-end Hilton chains yeah. on there. But yeah, so I, um, that, you know, a, a hotel opening in Vegas is an event. That's going to be super fun. And that's going to do something, I think, for that end of the, of the strip as well. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about that. We think it's really going to, because it's, if you look now, there's not a lot going on there. Like, I mean, when you walk the strip, you, once you get to the Encore, you're like, okay, we can turn around. You know, exactly. we're not, we're not making a special trip to Circus Circus. Yeah. I mean, no one's going down so, to look on Exactly. Is it, is it, is Resorts World on the Fashion Mall side or the Encore side? I believe it's on the Encore side. I think it's at the old Riviera site, like next to Riviera. I thought, I thought was, it was on the be. side of, I thought it was on the other side, on the, the, uh, we should look at on the circus anyway, circus side. Yeah, the opening I could of, be of wrong. That it could be on that side. Um, the, 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 that the looks west good. Side. Yeah, the west side. Okay, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, I would say the casinos look to be fairly full. The sports books were busy during the day. 
Okay. Definitely at night, you know, things were up. I think all the restaurants were operating, at least in Aria. So I, I was going to walk over to Caesars to see sort of like how the forums were doing and everything. But, um, but I, we walked through New York, New York. It was busy. We walked through MGM. It was busy. Um, Plexiglass at all at the table we, games? Um, we looked at the table games and they were busy all day. So like craps, super busy. All the blackjack tables, especially the high-end blackjack tables, the hundred bucks a hand, those were busy constantly. And did they have plexi- let, plexiglass or none? Oh um, no, nothing. nothing. No, nothing. Nothing wow. anywhere. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's all removed apparently. So it's yeah. Wow. Such a it's such a, a good thing to hear, you know, because we're us being candid right now, we're no we're not near that. Right. You know, uh, even yeah. our, our vaccination rates are 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 getting up. Um, we're just nowhere near being able yeah. to just to consider going into somewhere with no mask, you know? Yeah. And I, and I wore my mask everywhere, even though I'm fully vaccinated and the kids are fully vaccinated. I still wore it, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, um, you don't know what everyone else is doing, you know? Uh, and, uh, but then number two, like if you look at just the rates of influenza over like the last 18 months, those rates are drastically lower because we're all wearing masks. Right. And, I think I've told Fred this story, like the couple of times where I've been really, really sick in Vegas, um, you know, I, I, I got sick while I was there and I'm like, you know, if I'm just going to wear a mask and that prevents that, why not do it? Yeah. Well, the 18 shots helps as well. Yeah. Alcohol will, will keep everything, <laughs> everything. I had three and I was done. So actually that's wow, funny. I had Hannah. six, I had six drinks in two days. That's a lot for me. That's a lot. Yeah. For yeah, you, yeah. for you, that's so, a lot. Um, so you were at Disney recently and you were in Vegas recently. So yeah. how did they compare in terms of your usual feeling when you're at these places? You know, like how does it, how did it feel at Disney being at Disney? Oh, and yeah. How does it feel at Vegas compared to how it used to normally feels? So I've, I've been, I was at Disney back on the day it reopened uh, in July. So I've been there, I, you know, I mean, I lived there six months out of the year. So, you know, I was there a lot um, for Disney you know, it's felt like it was, you know, that we've, the, the pace of things getting back to normal. The thing that you really feel when you're there now is like how much faster things are returning to normal now, but there's still stuff that's not there. So like some of the resorts aren't open yet. Some of the restaurants aren't open yet. Fireworks, um, weren't there when I was there last week, they're coming back, uh, starting July 1st. Um, so Vegas feels like it's, it is closer to fully back. Okay. Like I have no doubt that we could all go to Vegas. Like we could get on a plane tonight you know, be there tomorrow morning and have excellent meals in any, in any resort we go to, right? Every resort will be open. Um, the best rooms in those resorts will be open. We can find any game we want. Assuming we can get reservations, we can eat at any of the great restaurants we want. And that's not quite true yet for Disney. So somebody booking, um, looking to go for vacation and they're, they're debating, you know, they're saying, Oh, we want to go to Disney. We want to go to Vegas. So Disney, not quite there yet. Vegas more there than, I mean, I would say the value that you're getting in Vegas right now, I know, you know, airfare aside, the value that you're getting in Vegas, you're almost, they're almost back to normal pricing, but you can still find some deals. You know, I, I, there was nothing wrong with my Vegas trip. I, I, we spent, uh, we spent some money, um, but every dollar (laughs) of it was well spent. Like I don't regret a single thing that we did, you know, in Vegas. I, if you've got kids and they've never been to Vegas or you haven't been to Vegas in a while, I would totally go to Vegas. So basically, like there is nothing like any other trip you've taken to Vegas before. 
I mean, I've had some great trips to Vegas. Um, my younger sister got married there and Elvis was at the wedding. Nice. And I'm not talking, I'm not taking an Elvis impersonator. This was, so she got married in like 2010. It was actually Elvis himself um, <laughs> that was there. And so when he walked me down the street, he walked us all down the aisle. When he walked me down the aisle, I turned to him and said, you know, Elvis, I, I always knew you were alive. And he said to me as Elvis, let me tell you something, little buddy. You spend a lot of time. You spend that much time on an alien spaceship. You learn a lot about yourself. <laughs> a young Elvis <laughs> or fat Elvis? He was young Elvis. Oh yeah. Um, actually, sort of like uh, middle aged Elvis. He was, he was. But you know, he sang and he sounded like Elvis. And as far as I'm concerned, he was Elvis, right? Uh, you just got to believe. It's Vegas. You got to believe. So um, <laughs> that was a great trip. My uh, twin sister Linda once went on, and I'm not joking here. We we enlisted her in the. Uh, World Series of Slots at the Golden Nugget, where she went on the greatest 24-hour straight gambling streak I've ever seen a live human being go on. <laughs> like, that was memorable. Um, I once got sick at uh, in Vegas, and I ended up, like, staying two days at the, um, at the Palazzo Suites, where not only did they take care of me and ask me what specific kind of chicken soup I wanted, but they wanted to know like what stuffing I wanted in my pillows and what sort of <laughs> cashmere I wanted for my blanket. What? To cover. <laughs> like, no, honestly, God, they're like, well, I'm like, would you like to see the pillow menu? I'm like, what? I, what have I had too much NyQuil? What? Is there, <laughs> the pillow what? menu. Yeah. There's a pillow menu. It's like, well, we've got one with buckwheat. We've got one with goose down. We've got done with duck. I'm like, just, Pick one, just not the buckwheat thing, because that sounds weird. And like, yeah, and I ended up staying, you know, until I felt better there. And that was that was magical. And then the parts that I can remember about craft steak were amazing. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Vegas is Vegas. I like Vegas a lot. I can I, like two days. I can do yeah. Vegas. Like sort of like you pack it in, right? And then after that, yeah. Well, that's a question that yeah. we we've talked about too on another episode of the three podcast. tops. We've like, what's the ideal stay in Vegas? Like, how many days? How many nights? And I think we agreed that we were at probably three nights would be probably ideal, depending on what you're doing. That'd be it. That, that would probably be yeah. tops. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do some golfing or something like that, where that's an entire day. So what, what, uh, what my wife, Laurel, and I typically do um, is we'll fly into Vegas. We'll spend two or three nights there. Then we'll drive out to Palm Springs for a week. Because that's a great drive, four, four and a half hours. You know, we live, we live in the east, so we don't get to see deserts or mountains or anything like that. Um, you know, stay for a week and then fly back, drive back to Vegas, spend another night, you know, have a nice meal and then fly out of Vegas. Cause not only is it cheaper, um, JetBlue has mint service between, um, uh, New York and Las Vegas. Um, but so you, you know, you get better, better air, um, air seats in the airplane. Um, but you know, also again, Vegas has that concentrated shopping, you know, where you can, you can go to two casinos and get, you know, or, or two resorts and see you know, super high end shopping where it would take you, you know, two miles of walking in New York to do it. Yeah. True. Okay, so I got, awesome. so I got to ask, um, for people who don't know, touringplans.com, if you're planning yeah. on a Disney trip, you must subscribe to their site. <laughs> okay. It is, it is the end all be all. You need this. If you're going to Disney, I've used it many times. <laughs> you, you cannot go to Disney without so. subscribing to the site. But having said that, um, were you at some point thinking about integrating Vegas into touring plans? We've talked about it. Fred and I've talked about this for a while. Um, you know, and Fred, you can, you can jump in here. I think the things that we would be good at would be like hotel reviews. Cause we're really good at hotel reviews. 
Um, we could probably do the restaurant reviews. We could probably do the show reviews. The, um, the thing that would be difficult for us would be keeping up with all the changes yeah. for things. Yeah. And, and so where we excel in, in world, in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland is because we literally have people whose jobs are to be in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland every single day. Like we actually hired people whose job is to be there, right? Not, not to, you know, live near it. But like today, you know, you know, four or five days a week, you will be physically be in the theme parks and we'll have things for you to do. Um, and we would need something like that for Vegas. The, um, the hotel room views as well that we do for Disney world would be, <laughs> would be interesting in Vegas, but so hard to get in Vegas. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I get paid to be in Walt Disney world. It's not a bad job. Yeah. So does Fred. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I remember when yeah. Fred first told me, uh, I, I, you know, when we, this was years ago when he said, yeah, I, I'm going yeah. to Disney like with the kids. No, no, just for work. I'm like, what do you mean for work? And he starts telling me, well, I'm like, wait, 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 what? you're getting paid to go to Disney world. I hate you. Like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are times when, you know, when you're in Disney and Disney world's a great place too. Right. But there, there are times when Disney world's like, this is my job, man. Made some good choices yeah. along the way somewhere <laughs> or fooled, fooled someone. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Len, we've got uh, a tradition. Anytime we have somebody on the podcast, we go through our rapid fire, uh, list of favorites okay so uh we'll go through yours and see if we see what we got although i think you answered a lot of these in your description of what you did with hannah but okay. uh favorite hotel <sighs> okay i've ever since i saw evil Knievel Knievel jump over the fountains i've always <laughs> wanted to stay at caesars and let me tell you um laurel and i stayed there in over thanksgiving thanksgiving of 2019 if you want to go to to vegas the absolute cheapest time of the year is the week of thanksgiving because no one's there so yeah. we ended up with a suite for like 99 dollars a night um, but I will say my, my all-time best experience is suites at the Palazzo, like the, oh, nice, the nice. yeah, just amazing, nice. amazing rooms. Yeah. Great views too. Favorite casino. I, I like Bellagio. I know yeah. it's yeah. not like, I, it's, it's either going to be Bellagio or, um, golden nugget <laughs> because it's just so, just so, yeah, such an opposite sort of, of the spectrum too, right? Bellagio is pretty. Um, you know, it's got a vibe to it. Yeah. Majestic, you know, and I, yeah, in the fountains. Um, but like I said, when my sister was there, uh, you know, uh, doing the, the world series of, uh, of slots, they, the, I, it, there's nothing wrong with golden nugget. I mean, it's classic. Golden classic. Nugget's now was it yeah. a lot? Like uh, my favorite is Bellagio as well. And I, the reason being is because I, after seeing oceans 11, I'm like, I have to go to the Bellagio. Oh yeah. 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 Exactly. In fact, I've already made a reservation for next year for Hannah's birthday and we're staying at Bellagio. Really? So for you, was it Bellagio before oceans 11 or. So I don't, we, was it, we have a whole other podcast on this, but my dad loved Las Vegas and yeah. I've, I've told Fred this, the single best family vacation. I have uh, uh, two sisters and a brother. So the single best family vacation we ever took as a family was Las Vegas. We, my brother, my dad and I drove out in a minivan from North Carolina to Las Vegas and the girls flew out. Um, and we stayed at Harrah's, but, but seeing my dad looking at the Bellagio was probably the happiest I've ever seen him. And I remember one night, like he and I were walking like along Harrah's and this is in the days before the slot machines, um, gave you paper, tokens as payment. like when these were the days when you had you could carry around a, a bucket of quarters on the slot yeah. and i remember like you know walking with him at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> holding a bucket of quarters in las vegas thinking 
how does this even have like like what part of anything we're doing here makes any sense and that was that was amazing yeah so bellagio i've just the way he looked at bellagio was like you know yeah. that, and and I, and I love the fountains the fountain service and bellagio is very very pretty it's yeah. great yeah um i know you're not a big gambler but favorite casino game i forget what casino it was but i was playing downtown playing roulette and um What's the Irish place downtown? El Cortez. Oh, uh, it has like a like an Irish name to it. Downtown. Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, Irish. There was an Irish place. I mean, the old um, show O'Shea's, but that was Maybe on the strip. O'Shea's. Okay, um, so we're there and Fitzger- you know, Fitzgerald. Like, Fitzgerald. The Fitzgerald. The Fitzgerald. Downtown? That's it. Yeah. The Fitzgerald. Yeah. Okay, so we're playing roulette. It's like you know, two o'clock in the morning. And I don't know how to play roulette. And there's, you know, the table minimum is like $3 or something. Perfect. And half the time, I don't understand the game well enough that I'm not even making the $3 minimum bets. <laughs> and 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 the, the the dealer, whatever the dealer is in roulette, uh, whatever his name is, he's letting me play it at a dollar at a dollar. <laughs> and he's like, that's fine. I tip him at the end and it's all good. That was my, that's my favorite sort of like Vegas gambling story. That awesome. and my brother who was... Uh, some hours shy of 21, uh, ended up winning a huge <laughs> jackpot in, um, in Harris one night. Um, when I say a few hours, probably like six months and by that I mean two years, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. And then my sister's, uh, my sister's sort of thing at the golden, I would, if like, if the golden nugget ever does another world series of, of slots, I would totally pay my sister's buy-in for that just for the experience. Oh yeah. That was fun. Uh, favorite restaurant. Oh man. Okay. So a craft stick I've already talked about. I really like Picasso. I think that's, um, at okay. Bellagio. I think that's fantastic. Yep. Um, I've been to Nobu. I've been to a lot of Nobus. Um, I think the Vegas one is, is really solid. A couple of times I've, the once I've been there was, I was super tired, but, uh, the food there is excellent. Um, where I didn't get a chance to go. So the reservation I had for Saturday night before catch, I didn't go to was Sinatra at the win. And I've heard oh. wonderful things about that. And I want to try that next. Um, yeah. But right now it's gotta be craft stick. That's my go-to. Yeah. I would like, like Fred, you and I should go. We should just go to craft stick. Like I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some flights. Let's just go. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, I'm deaf. I mean, that's one thing about this podcast. Our list of things that we're going to do when we can go is gotten a little bit long now. So we're, it's going to yeah. be multiple trips. Yeah. To, yeah. To do yeah. it all. Um, yeah, our buddy Jeff, our buddy Jeff course. really likes um, the Golden, Golden Steer, Steer, which apparently is this, this, like this um, rustic, like uh, vintage. Yeah, vintage Vegas. Yeah. Like each booth is named after a Rat Pack member, where, this kind of thing. Is that? It's off of Sahara. It's like in behind yeah. the, the Bonanza shops at the Sahara, like on the west on Sahara, from, just <laughs> off the strip, like a block. Fred's, um, um, Bob sent me to this steak place one time. But like it was an old Vegas steak place where, you know, there's, they've got pictures of, you know, Dean yeah. and, and uh, Frank and Sammy Davis Jr. on the back. And it was one of those places where you have to wear a jacket to go in yes. and everyone's yeah. wearing white shirts. And so, and I can't remember the name of it, but that was a, it was a fantastic that dinner. Sounds like it. Yeah. And then the other place that that Bob sent us was this like off, off, off strip Cajun place where they do like crawfish. Bowls. Oh, yes. We did that together. Yeah. Yeah, right. and it, like <laughs> yes. it just literally poured out this cauldron of seafood. Yeah, 
I remember just smelling like garlic and, and, and seafood for like three days after that. Yeah, I remember that yeah. too. Well, yeah. uh, if, that help, favorite, if it helps you, this goes go to your place. It has uh, like all the upholstery is all like red, old school type lazy yes. boys. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. With the the buttons there, it makes it look nice and puffy. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. The, you know, the, the backs are like, you know, six feet yeah. tall. So no one sees you when you're sitting down. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's still a couple of those places left in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite show? You know, I've, I've only done a couple of shows yeah. in Vegas. Uh, Laurel and I once did Game Show, Game Show. Oh, yeah. Together, and that's really the only show I've ever seen in Vegas. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not getting, big on Cirque du Soleil. It's not my thing. Get, getting Len to sit down for two hours and, and not, not move around you know, is yeah, like, always like a bit tough. I would like to do that, unless it's for food. Because you said, like, I would. Oh, food, no problem. Have, food, no problem. The music would have to be, like, I would go see the, the Beatles show. Yes. What is it? Love? I would go see that because I like the music. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, to, for me to sit down and watch bendy French people for two hours, <laughs> not, not really my thing. Yeah. Uh, favorite tip for first timers when they go to Vegas. Okay. So there's actually two. One, um, Vegas is one of those cities where you absolutely get what you pay for. So, you know, I don't know if, where you're coming from, but if you don't think that a $60 steak is worth it, go, go buy the $60 steak. It's totally worth it. Um, the other thing I would say is, uh, we talked about this again, Vegas is a service economy. You should tip everyone and tip them well because they all work really, really, really hard and the entire city is built on that. So, yeah. Would you, would you tip a poker dealer who falls asleep in between dealing? <laughs> <laughs> Does this happen? Oh, yeah. This happened to Seb and I, yeah. <laughs> this guy is... Probably because he's... guy is you know, sitting yeah. there, obviously. You know, he's got the deck in his hands and he puts the flop out. We're waiting. And then I, I look up at him and he's, it's probably one, one, one in the morning and, yeah. and he's, his eyes are closed. So the guy, you know, everybody checks and we're waiting for him to, to, to put the next card out and he's not moving. So everybody's looking at him and finally he goes to the guy next to him and is like, uh, buddy. And he, oh, and he comes too. He's like, okay. And does everybody check? Okay. Where's the next card? <laughs> and then he falls asleep again. Really? Okay, so he's going through some stuff. He, yeah, yeah, he's triple shifting. Oh you know, he's God, just. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty funny or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Awesome. You don't ask questions. He's probably going through something. He probably needs That's the right. money. Yeah, it's don't, such a it's such a good tip because yeah, I mean, because it'll take care of you there too. And and like you said, you're not going to get better service anywhere in the world than you no. get at Las Vegas with these yeah. people because they just they're going to take care of you. It's their whole yeah. their whole life. So. Exactly. So yeah, I, those are my two big things. It's a service economy, you know, tip everyone, tip them well. And then, um, yeah, other than that, it's, uh, it, it's totally great. I would, I would go back again. I, I am going back again, five weeks. Thanks so much, Len. That's great. Awesome to hear the good Vegas stories. It makes us want to go back even more. So we'll definitely plan a trip together sometime soon. And, and listening to you talk, uh, for listening to you talk about Vegas for the past hour and a bit, uh, it sounds like, uh, I think you and I would get along just fine playing being in Vegas. <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. of similarities. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the foodies. I'm not much of a foodie, but, but I love, I mean, I love eating obviously, but, uh, yeah. Seven Len. Well, it's be, it's not just, it's when you talk about a, a restaurant and you, you're, you describe the food in a way, in a certain way, it, it's, you know, some people say, oh, I went there and I ate this and it was good. Yeah. That's it. Well, to me, that's yeah. not, uh, it doesn't make me want to go there. But when you describe everything the way that you did, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that first butt of steak, man, I'm telling you, that was like, <laughs> just, I just need a moment with me and this hunk of meat and <laughs> just give me a second. Yeah, it was, it was remarkable. It was, it was a great feeling to be back in Vegas. I was like that nice. when I had my bite of dessert at Hell's Kitchen, when I had this tiki toffee pudding, which he's famous. That's his, that's his <gasps> signature dish, signature dessert. Oh, yeah. like I, if it had been socially acceptable, I would have licked the bowl. <laughs> you know, I, I almost looked around. I'm saying something for Vegas. Like, right? is it socially acceptable in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I held back, but yeah. Retrospect, I wish I probably would have done it. Anyways, okay. So thanks for this, Len. I, we really appreciate you coming on. You're welcome, Seth. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. So go and check out touringplans.com. You, I, again, if you're going to Disney, you need this cannot stress, stress this enough. You have to sign up for this. It will save you lots of time. It'll give you great feedback. You'll find you'll find out a whole bunch of information you don't know about. There's all these Disney sites you can go on to find out stuff, but this is the best. It has a crowd calendar, which gives you accurate information like you cannot believe. Like I'll give you an example. You walk up to a queue line, it'll say it's 50 minutes. But the Touring Plans app will say 37 minutes. It will be 37 minutes. So a definite must. So any questions uh, for uh, Vegas for us, let us know. Questions at unofficialvegaspodcast.com. Other than that, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, hashtag UV. Thanks for this, Len, again, and uh, cheers for now.